You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Hey, what did you do this weekend, Joel? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to think real hard about this past weekend. Hard. Um, you know, nothing really jumps out. Nothing really sticks to mind. Yeah? Uh, I think we're just going to You didn't go see Blade Runner? Didn't, uh, no. Uh, much like the rest of America, <laughs> I have not seen Blade Runner. I hear it's good, and everybody it, keeps telling me it's good. Yeah, everybody's saying it's good, it's just nobody's going to well, see listen, it. Well, listen, they knew better than to release it in September. That's on them. And, and were we really begging for a Blade Runner sequel? Have you ever seen the original? I have seen the original. Yeah. Um, and I, while I enjoy it, while I think it's a good film, I don't see what the hype... It seems weird that 30-whatever-some-odd years later that that's the movie that they're making a sequel of. I'm just, Although I guess not, since we're getting everything else It didn't. It, it just didn't beg for any more like explanation to the story. Like They wrapped yeah. it up pretty well. We get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. what more can be said about this film? I guess Sean Young appeared at a draft house in, in Austin. Oh, yeah, I saw that. For the, for the screening of in it the or news. whatever. Mm-hmm. She, is she even in it? She's in the first Blade Runner. I don't think she's in this next one. Yeah, I was like, does she yeah. even survive that I don't think one? she works anymore. No. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen her in anything since that... Uh, that Nick Cage helicopter pilot movie. Although I'm fine with it. Or Ace Ventura. I'm no, fine Ace with Ventura. that. Especially if those are the movies that she would have been choosing. Shan- Sean Young? I don't know who that is. Oh, she's Einhorn, who's oh, also Finkel. wow. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, Ein- I gotcha. Einhorn. <laughs> From Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh. She was the, the police captain or whatever. I thought Courtney Cox was the... No. Courtney Cox was the, oh, the love was interest. the love interest. But Sean Young was the police captain that was trying to like seduce Ace Ventura... She kissed him and then found out that he that she used to be Ray Finkel. <laughs> this is starting to and ring so a bell now. He did the whole like the the crying game thing in the shower, the Silkwood shower. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. So there you go. Back when that was the thing, parodying that. Hey, re- so we got reveal. married. What? Yeah. Wait, I don't know anything about Sarah this. Sarah and I got married. Oh my god, guys! I couldn't have been we're, more excited. We're, we're we're happily married. We're newlyweds. Look at you with that ring. Well, there's this one right here. Oh, I was like, that looks like a wrestling ring. That's <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're yes, living that lifestyle, bud. I get but. into the wrestling ring, <laughs> and then and then we fight. Uh, well, yeah. there would have been uh, apps since that was not the only... Uh, there were there were several wrestling references in your... I sound like a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Reverend, Reverend, <laughs> in your wedding, Raggy. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was, it was fun? It was what are you talking about? It was amazing. Dude, was I, I have never been to a wedding that was more... Uh, and this was a Joe Cucinati production. Like, uh, yes, it was. It was just one thing. It no, was it the... wasn't one thing. It was from the music to the le- to the, uh, everything. Like the the location, that beautiful Sarah sunset picked the location. location. Gosh, Sarah, uh, wow, bravo! And you couldn't have prayed for better better weather. Man, better that worked weather. out well. I have been that tracking that for like a week and I know, a half. We were kind of freaking out too because I saw that there was like thirty percent chance of rain in the morning. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. cold front. It was going to be cold and windy. Right, we were and all no, going to be bundled up. It was like seventy and perfect, and the colors yeah. in the sky. Oh my gosh, that worked out really well. Thanks. It was beautiful. Maybe it was we'll such post a, beautiful a picture wedding. or two. <laughs> I noticed that everybody, all all the other wedding party has started to do that, uh, <laughs> waiting for the official pictures to come back, yeah. which I guess will be forthcoming. Should be getting them from Rocco soon. Nice. How does yeah, it feel so, now? Right. Now that it now that it's over. Now that the months of planning that you had done, attempting to pull it off, and you did, you yeah, succeeded. We did it. Here you are, husband and wife. Uh huh. Mrs. Joe Cucinati. Wow, that sounds weird. Or Mr. Joe Rankin. <laughs> No, 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 I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna keep. I'm keeping my maiden name. <laughs> That's very brave of you. In the year 2017. Thank you. In the year 2017. <laughs> no, we. Uh, so we, yeah, we had the uh, the that ceremony at Winfrey Point at mm-hmm. White Rock Lake. 
Um, Dallas references. Which is great. While we were loading in that day, I had a couple come in, and they, they were talking to me like they thought I was part of the grounds crew. And so they were, like, asking me how much it would be to rent the facility. And <laughs> you look like you uh, were a man who knew things. I was rolling tables and bringing chairs into the, the building. And they were like, how, uh, how much to rent the facility? And how much do you guys cost to bring stuff in? I'm like, this Should is like, my wedding, man. <laughs> they were like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Just to give he you missed a, a huge opportunity there. He could have been yeah, right? making money. Like, Here's my card. I was going to be like, can you guys just get out, please, so we can start putting <laughs> things together? Uh, no, it was it was neat. It was neat. I don't know what else to say. I've never. I know done you this don't before. want to brag on yourself. My father was my best man. Yeah, and he was. You were one of the groomsmen. I we was had too. Jay and Jason Jasinski. Mm-hmm. All the J names. Uh, yeah, Jenna was in uh, was part of Sarah's bridal party. That's right. As well as her sisters and her best friend Val. Oh God! Yay! It was beautiful, <laughs> and and it was a very, it was a very nerdy wedding. It was nerdy from the the Super Mario. Uh, no, no, it was a Pac Man tie. You had you had the Super Mario Converse. We That's were all right. wearing Converse. Yeah, uh, a lot of the song choices. I know you you found smooth jazz versions of the Super of, Mario World theme. and the Zelda theme and the and Dark World. Theme. That was the music that was playing uh, during the reception and uh-huh. the, the the dining. Harry, Harry Potter theme. Harry Potter theme as the officiant great. walked out. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It you guys came walking out to the uh, the Final Fantasy. Um, that's right. The theme that's in every Final Fantasy game, but this one was from the like the original. You guys came walking out to that. I tried to do like piano versions or jazz versions right. of these Class songs. Right, class it up a little bit. So, right? Well, that and so like maybe people wouldn't place it immediately. Like, what is this? This yeah. sounds familiar. Uh, and then, you know... <laughs> It was my turn to make my appearance, and they don't usually do that. Like, the groom doesn't usually make an entrance, but being a wrestling fan, I was like, well, I want to make an entrance. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and so I came out to Bobby Roode's Glorious Domination. Which I had no idea what it was, but man, was that song stuck in my head <laughs> for like 72 hours after yeah. the ceremony. Yeah. Glorious. I won't give in. I won't give in. It was great. Victorious. That was on repeat at our house today, and I don't know if that was Joe-centered or Harper-centered, well, but it was on repeat. It was <laughs> like on Joe's re- reliving his It his was big on moment. repeat because I was playing WWE 2K18. And I was creating my character, and he enters to the song now. Aww. Yeah, he, it's a reference to our wedding. There you That's go. That's appropriate. Yeah. He's wearing a suit, but no shirt underneath the jacket. <laughs> yeah. And he's got sunglasses on, and he's up on like a pedestal, and he's got his arms out like this when the music starts. Exactly what you nice. did, too. Yeah. That's... <laughs> But Sarah, you looked gorgeous Sarah in your wedding was dress. So gorgeous. Oh my, I love yeah. the little, it was kind of like a 20s flapper yeah. inspired. Uh, that has a name that I didn't, I kept calling it the wedding little, hat. The it's little a headgear. fascinator. <laughs> wedding hat. Yeah, it's a fascinator. Well, I was fascinated by your fascinator. <laughs> right. So it's, it did its job. It, it was my nod to a, <laughs> there was that. <laughs> had one job. We had to import that. We had to import that from London. Oh. Because the British right. have their hats at weddings. So fancy. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I can't it tell was, you how happy It was I fun. Am. Thank you so much for everything wow, that you guys Wow, you guys were amazing. You and Jenna. Holy crap. Like the, the whole wedding party. Like, you guys went above and beyond, uh, you know, for the, the bachelor, bachelorette parties, uh, just getting things planned, you, you setting up the sound system for both outside and inside. Well, I didn't do the inside, but uh, I will take credit for the outside. Oh, okay. Well, for doing the outside <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, just helping get things organized. And then... Uh, I don't know where the fuck you and Jenna get off with the wedding gifts that you gave us. Um, oh, those little things. Jesus, man. <laughs> well, no, I, I know they were things that you could both use uh, and or want, but maybe wouldn't purchase for yourselves. So uh, that's that's what you try to do with have gifts. Have used. God. Have used. Yes. Oh, good. Already. Yeah. Good. So much. Let me tell you, I, I love that thing, too. Uh, 
The, the Dyson. She's talking about the vacuum. Oh, not the Apple TV. Not the Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> I hooked the Apple TV up. Uh, we just need cords, longer cords. Oh, no. Because I had it like hanging, almost hanging off a shelf, plugged in, and then plugged into the HDMI just to set it up. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. If only there were a place <laughs> I could find some HDMI cables. I know, right? That would be, that'd be amazing. That would be great. Within reach. <laughs> yes, that's right. We were in replacement studio. Yeah. Next Wave downtown. Uh, in Joel's office. Yeah, this is this is weird, man. It is a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like we're in the uh, like the the workshop from Five Nights at Freddy's, where like the, <laughs> the costumed characters are like all hanging up and stuff. Uh, and a then there's peek this, behind the curtain, this like soundproof wall that you've put a temporary wall behind Sarah that may or may not be working. <laughs> we'll find out. I don't know. Listener, in my headphones, it sounds great. Yeah. But, uh, That's me. But yeah, no, seriously, you guys did so much for us, and, and well, we really appreciate it. It really kind of made us feel like a little more uh, uh, invested in the wedding that we that we had so much to do, and and uh, we we wanted it to go off spectacularly for you guys and without a hitch, and, and hopefully it did. It did. Um, I, you know, I, I think I told you initially, like, expect one thing to go wrong. Like, that's the best advice I, I can always give to married mm-hmm. couples. Something's going to go wrong at your wedding. Uh, appreciate that. Know it. And then when it happened, to be like, oh, there was the one thing that went wrong. Yeah. What was it for you? Do you was there one my thing? hat? That was a thing. <laughs> well, if that's the my thing, my wedding hat falling over. <laughs> your fastener. Her, her groom getting up and leaving the table like at the beginning of dinner <laughs> to go and like say hey to people and like get that's the glad the handing out of the, the way. I had no get, idea what to do. The longer, the more days we have to be married, the more like. Oh, you know that one thing that happened? You know that one thing that we did? You know, that would have been a better idea. This was a really great dress rehearsal for the real thing. That was awesome. <laughs> well, so glad the, you guys could be there. The five-year anniversary. We'll do it all again. The location. <laughs> well, what was, were you there when we were talking about, like, oh, man, we should have done this? And, like, I said, well, we know for next time. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people were looking at me like, what? <laughs> the renewal of the vowels, yeah, assholes. There we go. Of the vowels. The vowels. <laughs> renewal of the vowels. <laughs> oh, and, a- the con- and the consonants. E- I- Oh, you. Mm-hmm. I love the consonants. And sometimes why? <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, only after Labor Day. It was it was a fun wedding. Mm-hmm. There were some very uncomfortable moments. Oh, no. Like my father giving the best man speech. <laughs> that wasn't as bad as you think it was. <laughs> it was endearing. My your, father. Your father is like Rocky. Guys, to me. my father gave a speech like I was retiring from his company. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little. Uh, he was like, um, you know, it's been nice knowing him. It's been nice having him. What did he say? He said, it's been nice having him around. Having him around. <laughs> That was a eulogy of sorts. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's like, I've known him longer than just about anybody else in this room. Meanwhile, my older sister by three years (laughs) is sitting like 20 feet away. I didn't even think about that. And then there was like a moment where a series of three of my friends came up and gave impromptu speeches, which I had, I've never experienced anything like that. Mm. Um, My buddy James, who was one of the people that came up uh, at his wedding. James is great. Mm -hmm. James is good people. Um, at his wedding, they had something like that going. That's the only time I'd ever seen anything like that happen. We're just like random people Free came up and just took the mic and said stuff. Uh, it was flattering. It was embarrassing. A little humiliating. Uh, as he as he stood up there and he was talking about like the the stories of where I climbed up on a car in motion on seventy five. <laughs> Uh, and climbed from the front seat to the back seat. She's talking about what a good time you were. You're the life of the party, Joe. We all know that. <laughs> She's upset. She's upset me just bringing it up. Well, that be- Does not approve. I haven't done that in 20 years. Listen, I should be dead. But you still think it's funny. It's funny because I survived. No, it's reckless. In retrospect, Time it's plus distance okay. equals humor. I should be dead 10 times over some of the things that I did in high school. Eight. And I wasn't even... Re- <laughs> <laughs> 
Beat it once. <laughs> yeah, you do. Got my tattoo. <laughs> oh God! The <laughs> probes. Uh, okay. How did you? How? What did you think? I mean, we haven't really. You haven't really talked about it. You've been married three days now. We haven't really talked about it. Haven't had time to on a microphone. Come down from the high. What? What? What did? Well, I'm I mean, sorry. You, what was your question? I mean, you, 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 you were crying during the ceremony. Oh God, and that for, was adorable. For, for a moment there, I was thinking, is she regretting this decision? <laughs> no. Like, oh God, oh, what have sh- I done? Oh, tears sh- of joy. I can I'm tell. Stuck. No, I. You know what? It, the 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 song, the um, the instrumental version of um, the Elvis song that I walked oh. into oh, with my God. dad. That was a beautiful rendition, by the way. That one was getting me every single time. The first time Joe played it for me, I started getting choked up. Can't the second help time, up. yeah. The the time that the rehearsal the night before, once again, it got me. I'm like, okay, so this is just going to be my thing. Where this is where I'm going to lose it. And I managed to kind of keep it together because there are people staring at you, and that's just uncomfortable. Right. Like, weddings are weird. Like Joe thrives with you know the look. I'm amazing and I'm funny, and he's like a, just a performer. Sure, and I'm like, glorious. oh, please don't look at me. <laughs> Everyone looks look somewhere else. Look, there's a there's a I don't know the fair a, is over there over your yeah. shoulder. Look at that. There's a swarm of mosquitoes. There's a oh my swarm God. of crazy lake bugs. <laughs> that was crazy. Out. It was like it was like one of the plagues was happening, but, <laughs> but nobody was getting bitten. They were kind of. It was almost like uh, in in Snow White when like the birds descend. Except, oh, yeah. uh, you know, just to celebrate. <laughs> the mosquitoes were trying to put ribbons around us. That's <laughs> kind of what it was. <laughs> there was no way. Cinderella, Cinderella, washing dishes. Cinderella. I think it was, um, it was either Jess or it was, it was Hillary mm. who said that the, the wedding, just when she thought she was going to cry, mm-hmm. something happened. And it was funny. Isn't like, that something great? Funny happened. That's exactly and what then, you want. Yeah. Those moments of love. Rob's, Rob's uh, service, like what he put together, was mm. fantastic. Yeah, the officiant. I was really happy with, with what he Well, he began by quoting a Princess Bride. Yes. <laughs> Mowage. He did the whole thing. So good. That Perfect. Was nice. That really set the tone for the entire um, ceremony. I think I think Harper running after me, <gasps> screaming screaming for daddy. Was, that was fantastic. <laughs> you couldn't have taught her that. No. Because she, she kept turning around waiting to come back. She was walking down the aisle with my niece, Joy, and mm-hmm. she kept turning around to come back because that's just the phase she's in. But we've learned that if you if you give her a destination, if you say, go find grandma, go find papa, ah. she will go, and that's how we did it. So I was like, can you go find daddy? Can you go find daddy? Aww. So she turned around, and she's holding Dorothy and going, daddy, oh. daddy. She's adorable. <laughs> like, just calling out for daddy, uh. which could not have, we couldn't, we couldn't have planned that. No. If we had tried to plan that, it would not have worked out. It was, too, it was awesome. That she was, was the my... star. She was the star of the wedding. She really was, because as the service is going on, I'm looking over your shoulder, and I'm watching her like climb up on the chairs, and she's eating popcorn, and just everything they could do to try to keep her occupied. She was doing everything but paying attention to what mommy and daddy were doing. <laughs> um, you know, I was counting on her getting, like, seeing, turning around, seeing us, and running up so I could pick her up and distract everyone Aww. with the cute baby. And she did not nope. even once. She was into her funyuns or whatever she yep. had. She yeah. was nibbling away. So <laughs> she ate more food than I did at the wedding. <laughs> I told nobody ever eats at their own wedding either. I'm telling you. So yeah, no, it was a, it was a great wedding. It was a successful wedding. Mm. Uh, more than I can say. For two weddings what? that they attempt in the movie that we're talking about tonight. Oh! Uh, guys, this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, and on those very special lucky nights when we have somebody else joining us, mm-hmm. which we have tonight. Fresh off her nuptials. <gasps> My beautiful bride. It's me. Sarah. Cucinati. 
Wow, wow. No, that sounds weird. Too, soon. Sound, yeah, too it'll, soon. It'll take a while to get used to, I'm sure. So we're talking about space balls. Yes, finally. This is the much-promised uh, episode from... <laughs> the many-promised. From <laughs> months ago. We, uh, we we saw this new movie, what, back in June or July? I think it was July. Had a little double date, July. went out to the Alamo and uh, saw... Uh, Alamo Drafthouse, not not the Alamo in yes. San Antonio. No, no, not that. That'd be <laughs> weird. So. Guys, we're showing space balls at the Alamo. <laughs> it's in the basements. <laughs> <laughs> so, like we're just watching. we're here for the movie in the basement. Is there? Uh, you, you suppose they've ever had screenings of Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure? Probably. At the Alamo? Oh, dude, yes. Yeah, they had to. It's have. A missed opportunity, if not. Um, you better cut this out because <laughs> that's that is that is a money making we'll organize right it. there. Yeah. yeah, we should do that. That's because people love Pee Wee Herman. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> twenty seventeen, especially at the adult bookstores. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? He had that comeback. He had that movie, Pee Wee's Big Comeback. It came back or and then went away. Like, where is it? Well, still? what's he supposed to do? Like, he at the time back in the day when he was at the height of his popularity, he had a weekly TV show. Now he doesn't. No, he does not. He does not. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things. <gasps> That's how I can always I can always cheer you up and get you on my side when oh, we talk about Stranger about Things. It. Oh man, Halloween's coming up. And, uh, is that what you're doing for we Halloween? We're doing that. Yeah, she's going to be 11. Yeah, I'm going to be. Uh, Ew, that's gross. Dustin. What? Why? What? <laughs> no, <laughs> aged up a little she's, bit. She's gonna... <laughs> oh, she's not going to be 11. No, no, she won't be the age 11. <laughs> she will be the character. Joel's like, it's so hot. She's going to be 11. 11. <laughs> one of my one of my fantasies <laughs> finally gets fulfilled. <laughs> Who's going to be the rest of the kids? Uh, no, just just a just yeah. a couple things. Yeah, we don't. We don't. I want to I want to talk Sarah into doing The Shining. Me, her, and Harper. oh my god. Who would Harper be? Harper would be Danny. Oh, okay. To be Danny Torrance, I'd be Jack. I thought you were going to say, like, you could print out a photo of her and, like, tape it to her, her right side, and she could be the creepy twins. <laughs> Just a cardboard cutout of a photo of her. How awesome would that, that be? That would be amazing. That would be kind of yeah. awesome. I would like that. Right? That would be kind of awesome. Uh, oh, and do, like, great. the marionettes, you know, where they, like, the, uh, they'll, they'll rig up the joint, so when her arms move, the other ones move. The other ones too. move. Yeah, that yeah. sounds way too complicated. Oh, you can do it. I have so we'll put her in some clothes that we find at a thrift shop, and she could be Danny. You guys do... Mm. Slightly resemble the characters from from uh, except, The Shining, except Go. Jack had hair. Without the no, <laughs> he did. No, but still, you're both both handsome. She's. I mean, well, she's Sarah could totally pull off the the mm-hmm. Wendy thing. Mm-hmm. You could totally pull off the Wendy thing. No, what, is it, what is that actress's name? Uh, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. You're like yeah. you're like a hot Shelley Duvall. <laughs> Whoa! I'll take it. You want me to say she's so, ugly? No, no, no. I don't want you to tell my wife she's hot. You're married no, now. Oh, you said wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. Stop it. Get used to that. I would love to do that, though. I think that would be neat. It's just a, it, it seems like the easiest thing that we could pull off. Yeah. But you just walk that's around the with first a, time Sarah's heard of it. With a hatchet? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's the first time she's heard this This idea. is a great place to like spring news on somebody. <laughs> hey. And I'm pregnant. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wait, wait. Is wait, this, are you really happening? No, you, oh. that wouldn't. <laughs> or, am or am I? I? Tune oh, in next week. Tune in <laughs> in nine months. <laughs> but seriously, tune <laughs> in next week. <laughs> so, Spaceballs. Yes. 1986's mm-hmm. Mel Brooks. Was it 1986? I think it was 87, I'm just, I'm just guessing. It feels about right. Uh, Let's figure it out. Uh, his, his space epic based on everything sci-fi. Uh, up to that point, it was it was kind of a, an amalgamation of all of the sci-fi movies that had come out through yeah. then, and he had a little he had a little bit of aliens thrown in there. He had some two thousand one Star Trek, obviously lots of Star Wars, some Star Buck, Trek? Buck Rogers. Were in there, there some Star Trek? Oh well, yeah, I guess they were beaming people. There was a guy named right. Snotty. Snotty. <laughs> I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. Yes, I know. <laughs> so and it, and it hadn't really been done uh, parodied that way. No, uh, certainly not with that. Budget. No. I mean, the closest you'd come to a parody of, like, the sci-fi movies up to that point was, like, 
space pirate or ice pirates. Ice pirates. And ice pirates was something completely different. It was trying to tell its own story uh, while being derivative, but it had its own thing going on. A very campy. A movie that we should definitely talk about on this podcast. Oh, yes, someday. coming soon to an episode. Uh, but no one had actually tried to do, like, to just lampoon what George Lucas had done. I mean, you had the um, independent films. You had Hardware Wars that, oh, yes. that someone had put together. Well, that was, like, late 90s, though, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was... No, dude, that was... that was Early 90s? Mid, that was mid-80s. Was it really? That Hardware Wars came out. Okay, yeah, yeah. I guess so. It was just a short. It was a film short. Um, but, yeah, Spaceballs, man. Mel Brooks and... Honestly, I kind of feel like Spaceballs was the beginning of the the, of the, end. Of the, be- the beginning of the decline. Not, but I still think it's one of Mel Brooks' best movies. I think it's his apex. For I just me. think that it was where, yeah, from that point, it kind of went downhill. Yeah, uh, and it's it's not that his his movie making or his his skills went down. His comedy, it's just that style of comedy, that sort of old school vaudevillian, those dad jokes. Mm-hmm. That man, I, I remember just like yucking it up. Back in the day, and nowadays they're they're kind of eye roll inducing, yeah, but still very endearing and charming. And I I think this movie holds up. But I mean, you look at look at the material he put together for Young Frankenstein or for Blazing Saddles, uh, even History of the World. There's some Re- History of the World has a lot of tongue and cheeky stuff. Mm-hmm. But those three movies are very smartly written, edgy too for the time. Uh, yeah, um, and this one is just about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after that, yeah, no, you're right. It goes. His movies went straight into like dad joke territory, yeah. and there it wasn't really so much about the story that was going on. It was more vignettes than it was a, a, a film. Um, but in a way, this film is, is kind of vignetty. Vignetti. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the name of the new villain from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I'm a vignetti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the sense that. Um, they're little scenes. It's it's kind of like a skit. Each, yeah. each, each scene has a has a beginning, middle, and end, and it has a nice little crescendo. And they're all just kind of strung together and happen to have a, a through line. Right. But but still but very after this, when you got into like Robin Hood Men in Tights or Dracula Dead and oh, Loving I It, about that one, uh, like they were straight up like these are just little sequences mm-hmm. because the the movie as a whole like did not hold. Like Doesn't it work. It, just, it didn't work. Um, but something about Spaceballs still really worked and. I think it's less about the writing and more about the consistency of the performances that we got from Rick Moranis yes. and even, you know, John Candy as mm-hmm. Barf. Like, everybody who was in, in this movie, it was really well cast. Uh, everybody who played these characters did a great job with what they had, and it was that that life that they brought to it. Whereas, you know, with the Dracula Dead and Loving It and Robin Hood Men in Tights, everybody kind of seemed like a caricature of right. who they were supposed to be. Yeah. Whereas Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet was he was a you know in his own way he was a protagonist in his own world yes. until he finally caught up with our heroes because uh-huh. he was always like set upon by like the lunacy and idiocy yeah. of the people around him exactly to the point where you started to kind of sympathize. Oh, with you root for him. You're absolutely rooting for him. Yeah, poor guy. Um, he's yeah, he is fantastic in this. Uh, did did you guys see this movie when it came out in theaters originally? Oh, absolutely, a couple times I believe. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was I was right at that age where like this this film was made for for us. I think where mm-hmm. we we knew all the sci fi material it was lampooning. Yeah, and th- that sense of humor was was you know that kind of junior high sophomoric mm-hmm. sense of humor uh, that that just appealed to me and yeah. spoke right to me. I thought it was hilarious. When was the first time you saw this, Sarah? Probably. 
I don't know, 89 or 90? Mm-hmm. You said it came out in 87? 87. It was probably, yeah. On, like On VHS? Right there at the turn of the decade. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember we had just moved from Carrollton over to Dallas, and right behind our house was they had just built a new Kroger, little local grocery store. And back this is back in the day when Kroger had a video rental section. Every oh, yeah. grocery store had a video rental section. So my parents would take us over there. You're not going to go to Blockbuster. Pfft. Pay four dollars for a movie. That's a Come rip-off. on, yeah. Pay and there late were, fees. There were too many of us kids to actually take us to the theater, so that was kind of our special treat. We would go to Little Caesars and get, you know, the, the five dollar pizza. Get the pizzas, mm-hmm. the two two of them together, and then go to Kroger and get a video. And there, my mom was really parents really conservative, really kind of strict on what we could watch. Mm-hmm. So PG was was a stretch. Wow. So the first time I saw, um, what was it? Uh, uh, what we did on the show. Spaceballs? No, before that. <laughs> Mike with, and Dave um, need Chris, wedding dates? Kirstie Alley and John Travolta. Oh, the oh who's, talk- who's, who's talking? talking. That, was another, that was another Kroger video store find. <laughs> so by the time I saw this, I was right around fourth grade, so uh, a good age to see it. Uh-huh. But it was definitely on VHS and really uncomfortable. Oh, I bet. Everything is uncomfortable with your parents because you're, n- you're never quite sure what they're going to yes. think is inappropriate and, and if for you your laugh, young eyes. if you laugh at the wrong joke, yeah. you don't, don't, do oh, not yeah. laugh at that. We do not laugh at people calling each other assholes. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot no, of asshole talk. Horrifying. <laughs> in that verse. My brother thought this movie was hilarious yeah. because it was just like dirty enough yeah, for him. Uh-huh. And I thought it was, you know, the first time I saw it, I remember like feeling very uncomfortable. Kind there, of not enjoying it because I was like, hmm. Where, where President Scrooge is in bed with the two ladies. There's a lot of sexual uh-huh. moments. <laughs> and the... the it, the, the nurse and the doctor uh, yes. the, who's who's going to do plastic surgery. Go work on your putts. It's going to give her her nose back. Well, there's that moment where uh, they, they turn around and uh, uh-huh. he's just got her nose like in her boobs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's... A, lot of, a lot of inappropriate moments. <laughs> yep. uh, motorboat. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah. I saw this in the theater once. Uh, my, my father took me to see this. Again, any inappropriate movie for a child of 10 years old. This is actually kind of tame for yeah, you. For, for me. <laughs> it's only PG. It's only PG. You were I mean, actually allowed in. He was like, my dad's like, we're going to go see this movie called Platoon. You ready? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I experienced the horrors of Numb when I was 10 years old. Just as good as Deliverance when we saw last week. <laughs> Dude, I did not see Deliverance until uh, my mother remarried and we moved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I was up late watching TV with my stepfather. Oh, no. And he was like, you ever see this movie? I'm like, no. It was like Burt Reynolds and Ronnie yeah. Cox. Uh, and I was like, no, I, I've never seen this. He's like, yeah, it's, it's called Deliverance. I'm like, I've heard of it. He's like, sit down. You should watch it. No, no. So I sat down. And I watched this movie. And I was fucking terrified. Yeah, that is not meant for. And, and this is the kid that I grew up watching like slasher films with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Deliverance is what fucking scares me. Yeah. I, I just because that shit is like, ooh. That could fucking happen. Like these were these were real people. Right. These weren't like masked killers or someone who is attacking you in your dreams. This is just some fucking people that decide they want to like you know make Ned Beatty squeal like a pig. You oh, reminded me. I saw a movie over the weekend called Don't Breathe that came out a couple of years ago. Kind of a horror movie. Oh, that's right. Jen and I yeah. were in the mood for a, a Halloweeny, scary type movie. Uh huh. Man, so fucking tense. Yeah. Like I, I Sam Raimi produced that, right? He did produce that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um. And uh, yeah, there's some moments in there that'll stick with me forever. Uh, not to uh, spoil anything, but your your deliverance. <laughs> uh oh, talk. Uh-oh. Uh, no, it, everything happens. Everything comes out okay in the end, but uh, <laughs> no pun intended. It comes out in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> so space balls. Space balls. Uh, it's the space balls. Watch out! Song has its or movie has its own uh, song. If you're living in a bubble and you haven't got a care, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. 
Maybe you could have left that out. Maybe they didn't need to create a song. To create a song for it? For the, yeah. I th- but the that was, was indicative of the time. Like yes. the 80s, you had Every Ghostbusters, movie, mm-hmm. had its own theme song. Everything had a theme song. Because that was part of the advertising. We're going to show your video on MTV. The kids are going to be curious about what movie this music video came from. It's kind of an introduction to it. Yeah. It doesn't really happen anymore. No. We have trailers now. Yeah, it's, that's right. <laughs> we have YouTube. Yes. That is, that is, that is the, uh, the tool of the, of the decade, the century, the whatever. So Spaceballs. <laughs> Speaking of VHS. Oh, my God. Well, you talked about renting this movie back in the day and seeing it on VHS. Oh, did you see that Target's packaging for Stranger Things on Blu-ray is a VHS box? No. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And they have plushy uh, um, demigorgons. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody needs. Yeah. yeah, they have cute little plush for demigorgons. Mm-hmm. Harper's first demigorgon. Yeah, <laughs> and a, and a plush eleven that has like a little nosebleed and an ego waffle in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> Man, egos. We get yeah. a lot of free advertising off of this Stranger Things. Yeah, they are. Well, that was big in the eighties too. What were you going to say? Uh, I was talking about VHS, uh, and you're you're mentioning of VHS reminds me of one of my favorite scenes from this film, which I think is kind of <laughs> kind of brilliant and cannot be reproduced again, and could not have been. Conceived of before, no. It was like right place, right time. Yeah, exactly. But that scene where, <laughs> what, what, what's his? Oh, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. What's like, the matter? Well, where Colonel are Sanders? they now? Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare ship. <laughs> uh, where? Yeah. He's like, find me spaceballs. The video cassette. And he's like, what? 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 It, the, they kind of have a little break in the fourth wall. Like we're still making the movie. We're still making the movie. <laughs> it's a new thing, sir. Inst- movies <laughs> come out before the movies even yeah. finish. Instant video. Instant video. Uh, and so yeah, yeah, they, you're right. They play the, the they play the video. <laughs> uh, this is a really clever scene. It, it's really great. It, it also means that they must have filmed this movie in chronological order, at least up to that point. Uh, no, not well. I mean, they would have had to have filmed the scene in the sand because really all they all they see is him them walking through the sand, right? So they probably filmed that stuff first, and then they filmed uh-huh. the stuff on the on the spaceship later. Okay. But they had so to film before it. this bit because he's got all the whole like go past this don't don't ever show this again. Oh, that's true. Where they do the ludicrous speed. That's also true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, I should mention uh, this is the film that introduced me to the word ludicrous. I uh-huh. did not know that that was an actual word. Move. Get out <laughs> Get the out way. Get out the way, Luda. Menage. Yeah, I just thought that was such a great idea that they could uh, pop in the VHS and fast forward later in the movie to see where they were and what was going to happen. It's so funny, and it's it's like this. It's like 1987's Who's on First, where they do the yeah. whole, like, we just passed then. When? when? Just now. Yeah. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> Such a great delivery. And again, because it's on the performance of Rick Moranis. Yeah. This, this film, I mean, I enjoy the movie, but if Rick Moranis wasn't Dark Helmet, Absolutely. it would be a completely different film. And it really made me miss him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 you, you don't realize... Until you go back and watch all these movies from the eighties, he was like in every fucking movie, and every movie he was in, he was kind of like the uh, the the Jane Lynch of his time, yeah. Where he would elevate a movie from a B minus to an A minus uh-huh. or B plus, oh yeah, just by his his performances. Oh, his, his Lewis yeah. from Ghostbusters, yes. Every time someone comes out of Dana's apartment, he's like comes out, hey, hey, we're gonna play some Porchisi later, <laughs> or uh, uh, but yeah, no, his. His physical comedy is fantastic in this. Yeah. The way he delivers everything is fantastic. And, and like I said, all these scenes that he's in, they all have a crescendo. Uh-huh. And the, the pacing is just, the comedic pacing is, is, is perfect. Whatever you want to say about this film, it is an easy watch. Like we oh, yeah. watched it again with you guys. And then when we tried to do the podcast the last two or three times, we rewatched it again every time. Oh, yeah. Um, and it never got old. I've probably mm-hmm. seen this film a dozen times now. And yeah. it's still just as funny. Do you think today's audiences, though, would find it as, as funny? Because it is, you kind of do have to know the references 
um, in order, you know, the, the the alien busting out of the chest at the end. It doesn't make sense unless Does you know. Does it not? Uh, because there's an alien movie that comes out every decade now. Right, but but the joke is the hello my ba- the Michigan J Frog oh, from God. the Warner Brothers. Hello my honey, hello my baby, hello my ragtime <laughs> gal. That's a very 80s reference. I don't know that Some the millennials those, think. I didn't understand the alien when I saw it because that was there that was go. clearly not in my PG section of Kroger. <laughs> no. So I didn't I didn't get that one. I think now, though, I appreciate it a lot more, and that's because you know I was I was born in '81. So mm-hmm. at the time, I just thought it was a, kind of a funny, you know, slapsticky kind of movie that was safe for kids my age. Mm-hmm. And now the whole thing, there's so many of those moments. Not even the cultural references, but like the Mr. Coffee that's on <laughs> yes, the ship. Yes, like like it, it's like you <laughs> know Mr. movies Radar. today. <laughs> Yeah. Movies today that have you know like a Keurig everywhere. It's gonna be like, oh, remember when Keurig was the thing? Mm-hmm. That was so twenty teens. Yeah, and like the Winnebago. Remember when Winnebagos <laughs> were a thing? That was like such a big deal. Remember when Joan Rivers was alive and she oh. was a big deal? Oh. But she was she littered like kid kind of kid friendly movies in the eighties too. She yeah. had this weird. This weird. She was in the Muppets. That's what, right. Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. So she was she was a gateway for me. I didn't realize what kind of a comic she was. I just knew she was in that Muppet yeah, movie that, that we lady. owned on VHS. The lady and with the raspberry ras- raspberry, raspberry voice. voice. With the right. raspberry voice. She yeah. wore a raspberry voice. Can we talk? <laughs> so now it's fun. Now it's kind of like a like a like a cheesy movie version of like Stranger Things, like mm-hmm. in a different light where it's just, oh, look at all the 80s things. Look. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had you had Michael Winslow, who was famous from yes. the, the Police Academy movies. Doing his little... Doing uh, his sound effects. Who, by the way, um, if you ever... If you work in radio and you've ever invited him onto, like, your morning show... Oh, no. You know the stories of Michael Winslow. And, Uh-oh. Like, you never want him to come up to your radio show. What's wrong with Michael he Winslow? He never shuts up. Well, yeah. He's a, he's a performer. He, ma- he does he, silly voices. Like, even if, as you're trying to, like, go to commercial, like... He's still like he's trying to like, he tries to hijack the mic. So it's like doing a podcast with me. And like yeah, dude, <laughs> so no, you should be dude. used to that by now. No, Michael it, Winslow was your training wheels for this podcast. This. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Michael Winslow. Sweeps, creeps, and bleeps. <laughs> yeah, um, and when, when he's doing the uh, the static. Shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. There's um there there is a point in this movie in in it's kind of the. I call it the yawn point. Not that this movie's boring. Mm, I bet I can pinpoint it. Okay, go ahead and guess. When Mel Brooks shows up. No. Oh. No, when they have to save Dot and Princess Vespa from the prison. Oh, yeah. It just seems like a little, just a little too much. Like, it's a a little unnecessary. Uh, It's just so that way they can have an interaction with Dark Helmet before the final battle. Yeah. Uh, But, But again, kind of following the flow of A New Hope. It kind of kind of does. This movie's kind of loosely based on that, the, oh, sure. the story anyway. Oh, sure. A lot of sand in there, too. Where Luke and Han are basically the same character. Yeah. He's really taking some liberties with it. And all of a sudden, like, we have kings and princes now, and there's a wedding. Like, none of this stuff ever... Again, he's kind of picking and choosing. Well, because his... in Star Wars, you had Princess Leia. Yeah. And so he was playing off the princesses, and, and I think also... I, I think we talked about this, too. I think, I think the production of Spaceballs... Uh, saw Mel Brooks borrowing very heavily from already available props from the studios and mm. stuff that he'd already used for History of the World. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, because you got Dick Van Patten wearing, like, the Burger King <laughs> crown. <laughs> yes, he does look like the Burger King. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's it, it, it's kind of a, a hodgepodge. That did feel like a, uh, yeah, a, a weird melding of... Uh, Mel- who, Melding Brooks. What's the, what's the prince... 
Prince uh, Valium. Who yawns a lot. Jim J. Bullock. Jim J. Bullock. Yeah, those costumes didn't really fit in. And, and even as a child, I was like, I'm not quite sure what movie he's pulling from here. Mm-mm. And uh, his his own films, probably. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is kind of jarring when, when Lone Star shows up at the end of the movie. Yeah. Dressed in tights Like and a shit. white suit. Yeah. You're like, what? Why aren't you just dressed up in your cool brown jacket? Yeah, where's stuff, the man? Han Solo yeah. motif? And that's kind of, the, it's that Beauty and the Beast thing. Mm. Like, when Beast turns into the prince at the end of Beauty and the Beast... Kind of less interested like, in him. Mm, no, I, I like it better. I like him when he's got a little dirt on him. What do you, you know? think of Bill Paxton in this film? Uh, this is the film that I like Bill Paxton the most in. Oh, see, I I remember thinking he was really odd. I remember um, thinking his speech pattern was uh, was uh, <laughs> unique to say the least. Yeah, um, I, he was he was off putting to me as a child. Really, and I, I I I didn't. What else had he been in by that? Point? I liked him in this. And I liked him in uh, guys. We know it's Bull Pullman, Zero Effect. We know it's Bull Pullman. Yeah, please uh, save your tweets. What was it? Was it called Zero Effect? Him and Ben Stiller. It was kind of a Sherlock Holmesy movie. Sure, where he plays a private investigator. Let's I think it was out. called Zero Effect. He's really good in that. Uh, yeah, like Ben Stiller's his Watson. Uh, it, it's it's a weird take on on Sherlock Holmes from 1998. Yeah. Fantastic well, film. Though. Ten years afterwards, really though. good movie. But yeah, I had not seen Bill Pullman in anything. Except for Spaceballs up to this point. What about you? Yeah, th- that was my first exposure to him. And, uh, and you didn't like him? I'm not impressed. Take it or leave it. For me, it was uh, Daphne Zuniga. I, did, I didn't enjoy her. She's a little rough. No. I mean, I think I had seen Star Wars by this point because we owned that one on VHS. So mm-hmm. I thought Bill Pullman is not cute. But no. that didn't... It didn't bother me, I guess, as much because maybe he was more of the Han character. And to me, Harrison Ford wasn't cute. What? Like, I yeah, no. <laughs> I'm all about. <laughs> this is Joe hearing this for the first time as well. No, no. I'm all about Mark Hamill, which makes that that what? missed opportunity oh. all the more because I had such a crush on Mark Hamill. But this I loved is him. Pre car accident, of course. Right, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, but then I also thought <laughs> the princess two. was like not nearly as pretty as Princess Leia. So I was like, well, yeah, everybody was kind I of the, the the slightly. You know, she, she had a Tracy Gold quality to her. Yes, yes, from, yes she um, did. Well, the hair, the curly hair that everybody had back in the eighties. Yeah, but like the chin and uh-huh. the mouth and yeah. kind of her like like you know how Tracy Gold's character in Growing Pains Growing is always Pains. like like reprimanding mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Mike Seaver. It Old was that Mike. like like always. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Yeah, bitchy. I'm. <laughs> she had. She was the early the early resting bitch face. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. No, no. Because yeah. I've been kind of holding that one close to the vest. Like, Tracy Gold, man. Kind of look like her. And I could have used me some more John Candy in this film. This barf. He, well, I mean, he's John Candy. And sure. There's, when he's got good material, he's fantastic to watch and, and a darling. Yeah. Uh, I'm a would, mog. It would have been half man, half dog. I'm, I'm my, my own, own best, best friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a great line. Yes. Like, what a cool line. Uh, no, I liked him. I liked him uh, a lot as, as this barf character. Um, Mel Brooks. Okay, you brought up so when Mel Brooks go. shows up yes. as yogurt. The first, yeah. Well, which time really? Because I, it seems well, a little as yogurt or as President Screw. Well, that's the thing. It's a little self-aggrandizing to put yourself in of your like. It's it a very M Night Shyamalan move. Uh, or uh, who's Citizen Kane? I guess he started. No, it wasn't didn't Citizen he? Kane. No, it was, I'm talking uh, about Alfred Hitchcock. Yes, but who's the guy from? Oh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Didn't yeah. he used to put himself yeah, in this movie? Yeah, he did. Too? And I guess I am thinking of Alfred Hitchcock yeah, as well. You're thinking of Alfred Hitchcock too. Uh, that is who I'm thinking of. But yeah, but Alfred Hitchcock was more like Stan Lee, right? Like where it was all like cameo. I'm gonna make a cameo and be like, hey, hey, how you doing, Barbara? He wasn't playing major characters, much less two of them in his own film. I don't think I realized that. I didn't realize he was two of them. He was. Yeah, it was Yoda, President Scrooge, and he was Yoda. 
I hate yogurt. Even with strawberries. Um, yeah, that's weird. What the? Who does? And that? it's okay. Like, okay, so the yogurt I get because we need somebody to play that role, and and I, and of I, I was fine with that. That's going to be Mel Brooks. But President Scrooge, like again, who is he supposed to be? The emperor of yeah, this he's, universe? He's kind of the emperor. He's but, the boss of Darth Vader. But that character did not like. That's he's not very emperor like. No, he's wearing he, a suit. He was. Or he's wearing a tux. What he was? He was a he was a jab at the presidency. He was a jab at a president, an actor who was a president at the time, because right, Hollywood that. thought that, that Ronald Reagan was a moron, uh, and so that was what Mel Brooks was taking jabs at him. Uh, that makes more sense, especially to me. at the end where he's like, "I can't make decisions. I'm a president." <laughs> um, Good point. But but yeah, no, he's that you could have found anybody else to play that role. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if they did have somebody and then lost them, and so Mel Brooks he had just to come decided in and play to step that. in. Yeah. That doesn't seem like Mel Brooks' style. It, it, but Since he's been in all of his other movies as well. I, I almost see someone like Burt Reynolds playing the role of <gasps> President Scrooge. Dude, that'd be great. Right? Is that your recast right there? No, it's not. But <laughs> at the time, it's in 1987, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that would have been who played our President Scrooge. Oh, I love it. Uh, and because he had the whole Dom DeLuise thing for Pizza the Hut. Oh, that's right. Dom DeLuise yeah. does the voice. And they were both in the silent movie with him. Mm-hmm. And so that's and that came right before Spaceballs. And so that's why I feel like oh, I wonder if he was supposed to be in this if Burt Reynolds was supposed to play a role. Maybe he was supposed to be Lone Star. <laughs> that would that would be rough. That would That'd be rough. He's too much of a diva for that. I like Bill Pullman in this movie. He's fine. I think he's he's all right. He's he's not he's not the sh- and you know what the the thing is no one's going to outshine Rick Moranis in this film. Right. There's just no way. The only other person that comes close is John Candy. And that's because he comes from the same school that Rick Moranis comes from. I agree. Other than that, you know, Bill Pullman, even though he plays a a fine leading man in this movie, fairly forgettable. Uh, Daphne Zuniga, fairly forgettable. Uh, uh, What's her name? Who plays Dot Matrix? Uh, We were just talking about Joan Rivers. Rest in peace. She's, She's good. But our most memorable characters are going to be Barf and, you know, yeah. Uh, dark the, helmet, dark helmet, and Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Like those are the people that have the funniest things going on in yeah, this movie. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, that guy doesn't get enough play, does he? Colonel Sanders, the Colonel Sanders guy. Yeah. He's fucking great. He it, it it's it's amazing the the straight man work that he's doing mm-hmm. against Rick Moranis. Yeah, I would love to see the gag reel for this movie. Oh, can you imagine? Because I cannot imagine that this guy could keep a straight face through most of the shit that was going on. <laughs> you know on. what? I, I would love to see how they got Dark Helmet's helmet to fall on cue every time because so many times in this film is like the, like the, the punctuation, the exclamation mark <laughs> to a joke. Is the There's helmet a, falling? At the very end, in the aforementioned scene with the VHS, whoo, and then it just slams. Just perfect timing again. Mm-hmm. I love I love all of his scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, another little meta moment. You know, we talked about the VHS scene. Uh, I like the uh, men- the mention of a sequel, and there had been talk of a sequel, and maybe still is. I'm sure there's if- like an animated series that they've done. Yeah, you think that's uh, taken the place of any uh, f- live action film? Oh, yeah. I-, I could always see him coming around and doing that again, especially now that we've got Star Wars back in the the what, vernacular what again. Is, what has Mel Brooks done since? What was his last film? It's a good question. Let's find out. I, th- I mean, I can't remember what he's done after Dracula Dead and Loving It. Well, we're about to find out. Okay. Cool. To IMDb. <laughs> oh, the producers. The, see, I think he's living off of that producers thing. I think thing. so, too. Yep, Dracula Dead and Loving It, 1995. And that was his last film. Sorted by most recent. Yeah. And Life Stinks in 1991. 
Yeah, so I mean, other than that, he's made like appearances in Curb Your Own, Curb Your Enthusiasm oh, and stuff he? like that. Yeah, but uh, no, the dude hasn't. He hasn't made a film. Would you want to see a spaceball sequel? No, no. You think that no. that time has passed? I think that that was a special time. Uh, I just don't think his style of humor uh, has a place. I think <laughs> to taste. I think if we're going to get a spaceball sequel. I think it needs to be done like you know that the Phil Lord and what's his name style, yeah. like how they do the Lego Movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way it needs to Just be done. Fast paced. Oh yeah, gag after gag. That's, that's the way. It, that's the way it has to be. Um, I can't. I can't see the Mel Brooks thing working yeah. anymore in film. But I do love the mention to the sequel that I guess will never happen. Yeah, the search for more money. Yeah, Spaceballs, the flamethrower. <laughs> Spaceball, the toilet paper. And he was onto something. It's funny that. That this movie had so much of a, a, a message about consumerism, right? Uh, because even though, like you know, the original Star Wars trilogy, they had the toys and they put their branding on lunch boxes and and cereal boxes and stuff. It wasn't even half as bad as it got when Lucas released the uh, the prequels, and you had Star Wars characters on everything. They made oh, yeah. action figures of characters that you didn't even uh, Captain Panaka, right? Who the fuck wants Captain Panaka? No one for for the uh, the Force Awakens. They created a, a, a toy for a character that no one knows. He didn't even show up in the goddamn movie. Who? He was just some uh, Zeb whatever. Zeb, Zeb something. <laughs> Not Zam Weasel. Z- no, it wasn't Zam Weasel. <laughs> but it was like this bounty hunter character. Like you read the back and it's like this feared bounty hunter. Dude never showed up in the film. Oh, was that a cut scene or something? Right I don't know. Or they're just, and I don't care. Just a money grab, huh? It's just a money grab. No. For assholes like me that went to the store that bought them before they were actually supposed to hit the street. <laughs> Two of them. And then sold them to somebody else for more money. See, for, the search for more money. The search for more money. Uh, <laughs> I do love how right after that scene, the next scene they cut to is Mel Brooks as President Scrooge yes. in bed. Yes. And it's got Spaceballs, Spaceballs the, the bed blanket, sheets. The bed sheets. <laughs> Spaceballs the toilet paper. It's a nice callback to the previous scene. It is. Um, Again, nicely paced and, and well strung together. Like mm-hmm. it's, 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 um, it's the most polished Mel Brooks film, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, now, did you watch a whole lot of other Mel Brooks movies? Mm-mm. No? No, I've never seen any of them. Oh, wow. Well, no. Blazing Saddles? Mm-mm. That's probably his second. Robin well, that Hood, or Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I think I've seen Men part of that. Probably saw that one. Part of that. Yeah, and that was yeah, that was the. My decline. brother really liked that one. I think he had seen more. Yeah. So I would catch just blips of them, but does that humor work for you out. generally? Gen- uh, if it's generally, <laughs> they're gonna don't they'll tear it down. <laughs> 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 Timely. <laughs> if it's done really well. Then <laughs> that isn't the song that the General Lee did. Yeah, how does that go? La Cucaracha. <laughs> Listen, I grew up in South Texas. There we there go. go. Close <laughs> enough. That's right, Dixie. That was pretty good though, because I just kind of like it went. It almost went out of my radar, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Cut that part out, Jeff. Come Cut back that part here. Out. Come back. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the General. Uh, I'm sorry. Say again. Yeah. No. I, I like. I. I mean the. Yeah, I like that humor. Okay, if it's done well, I liked it more as a kid. Now I'm. It's. It gets a little exhausting by the time the whole film is done. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm done with that. That's it, enough. It got a little uh, non sequitur at the end when uh, everybody is abandoning the uh, the, the, the transformer. <laughs> She's a. Tra- that's no space station. She's a, a transformer. transformer. Um, She's and, gone uh, from suck to blow. We've got the uh, the circus. Axe, <laughs> I love it. Close the three ring circus, yes. <laughs> which is the throwaway line until we actually <laughs> see, see like the the bearded the bearded lady, lady and the, the bear. 
Dude, you can't get better than a guy in a bear costume. Yeah. Like, seriously, just Kicking a dude. Kicking people out of the <laughs> escape pod. Well, I love how President Scrooge tries to, like, fasten his arms <laughs> around him as if it were a seatbelt. What's wrong with this seatbelt? Yeah. What did, uh, uh, what, what stuck with you, Sarah, with this movie? I think um, the the secondary characters, yeah. really, this time around, because the first time around that I saw it, and I've only seen it maybe once or twice as a kid, mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's that's not bad. It's a little silly. Oh, yeah. It's not, I, I don't know what I was into at the time, like a sandlot, you know, it had like more heart to it or something. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but this time around I thought, well, not that is really enjoyable. <laughs> oh, yeah. There I'm are so a lot of things that. here that are just, just funny. All the other characters that I don't know or don't recognize are so Funny, yeah. like everyone. You look in the background, and everyone's doing something that is awesome. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a really enjoyable evening at the theater. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Who's I this asshole? <laughs> He's my cousin. He's my cousin. <laughs> Who's that? He's an asshole too, sir. <laughs> First class major asshole. <laughs> I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> how many people on this? How many people in here are assholes anyway? Yeah. <laughs> how many? Oh, how many assholes we got on this ship anyway? <laughs> That's what he says. Yo. Uh, I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. We have a point in the movie where they go to the desert, and we see that Dark Helmet has, like, more helmets. Yes. <laughs> like he's got a safari. safari like, in the shape of. Hat. Still with the sliding uh, partition. <laughs> no, it, it swings open. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, and that's where we get one of, the, one of the most memorable moments in oh, this movie. Oh, my gosh, yes. Where they're combing the desert. <laughs> President's group tells them to comb the desert. Can I tell you, I did not, I did not get that joke. At the time, what? because I didn't realize the racial implications, uh, yeah. uh, or uh, what it was trying to trying to say. We see the the two <laughs> white guys with the long comb. We have we found nothing yet, sir. And then and another. Order another one. Nothing yet, sir. <laughs> How about you guys? <laughs> two black guys with a hair pick. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't found shit. <laughs> uh. I think that's pretty progressive for 1987. Yeah, absolutely. Well, coming off of Blazing Saddles again, <laughs> yes. and, and that's that's what I think stuck with me the most uh, to kind of glom onto that question was uh, it was as a 13 year old Joel or however old let's see I'm doing the math on that yeah, you're my, my age it came out in 87 we were 10 or 11 yeah, years old exactly it, I was just in that right spot it was just naughty enough you know mm-hmm. there's uh, kind of booby jokes yeah. and there's some light cussing in there um, and then you've got the the Schwartz, which like comes out of their genitals. Yeah, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> Let's see how you handle it. It's just juvenile <laughs> enough. Yeah, um, to, that's 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 what I took away from it. That cool. makes me feel good. That's <laughs> <laughs> makes I me like feel good. Naughty humor, but it was still safe, you know. Uh huh. Um, there, there's so much. There's so much that Mel Brooks did right with this film, uh, for it being a film that's lampooning something else. Um, it it, it successfully balanced that line between being you know being a fun original story while also being derivative and tongue-in-cheek and kind of giving you some of that fan service as Mm -hmm. well um i think that uh again the fact that they gave dark helmet such personality and made him like kind of this buffoon he's the butt of every joke he's the butt of every joke but you felt for him and you were like oh man i love this character you know he's he's playing with his toys in the room you know doing his whole his whole spiel with like i i finally have you (laughs) um and then you know when when colonel sanders comes in he's he's got that 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 bit i told you to knock knock next time uh so you didn't see anything did you it's funny because like that joke when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, it's because he's playing with toys and that's what's funny about it. But then as you get older and you see like the other, oh, oh, okay, yes. 
there's more it's about to simulate there, sexual activity. Exactly. Mm. There, there's more about what's going on, and also like the level of like a parent busting in on a kid, you know, right? Maybe doing something they weren't supposed yeah. to do, yeah. and like, oh god, oh okay, all right. Um, I don't know. I just, I just love it. I, I really do love this movie. It's, it, it's what thirty years old now, yeah. and it's still, it still works for me. I mean, there's some things that you guys have pointed out are so tragically. You know, set in that time frame of 1987, but for the most part, like I feel like a few quick snips of the film, and this is something that could still play to audiences. Today. Oh, absolutely! You talked about the alien popping out and the Michigan J Frog thing, and I think okay, you're not fully going to get the reference, but it's still funny that an alien has popped out of somebody's body, <laughs> no. and it starts on that close-up shot of it, yes. rah, the and red then lights. suddenly. It puts on a top, top hat, hat and starts singing. And it came. That's fucking funny. I don't care if you know who Michigan J. Frog is or <laughs> not. Point. That's fucking comedy. That's a good point. Um, and then to just end it with that, you know, and that's if Mel Brooks does anything fantastic, it's how he, it's his hard outs on scenes. Yes. Some people have the hardest time, like I do. I have a hard time ending scenes. Mel Brooks, bam, he it's punctuates that. everything, and he's got, and that's something I really look up to. Um, and with that sequence, where the, the aliens goes out, we get the reactions from everybody. Then, if that isn't enough, Lone Star and Barf. Check, Check please. please. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Uh, I, I, I just I don't have enough good things to say. From about the way it movie. ends, and then also from the way it begins. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still kind of iconic, too. Having that super long. <laughs> like, how many times? That's one of those jokes where it's like. To the Jaws theme. Yeah. <laughs> It's the ship coming overhead that we all know from the original Star Wars, and it just kind of takes it to the, the nth degree. Yeah. And it's one of those that uh, it cycles back on itself. It starts off <laughs> yes. when you realize what's happening. It's funny. And then you're like, okay, when's this going to be over? And then you should, and it was, it was fun to watch it with an audience, with yes. you guys, because three or four times mm-hmm. the audience would start laughing, and then it would die down, and then it would come back again, and it would die down. And then finally when we get to the end, and it's got the bumper sticker, <laughs> yes. I break for no one. I break for no one. <laughs> There's that that is great, and it takes some patience and faith in your product mm-hmm. to do something like that. Right like, off the bat, all right, right off the bat, we are going to have this ship, and it's going to be ridiculously long, and it's going to be drawn out. And the thing about it, they laugh, okay, enough. They laugh again. Mm-hmm. If you can get that third laugh, if you can get that third one, that it works. Yeah. Um, what I love about that too is that all the little like, there are little things that if you're really paying attention in the ship. There are little things that you could see that they kind of just pasted to the ship, like a bathtub. Oh yeah, there's like a, there's like a bathtub there, and like you know a model spaceship from Battlestar Galactica, the old Battlestar Galactica. Oh really? It's like yeah, it's just like pasted on there, and they and, and they're just kind of flaunting it in front of you the whole time, uh, and then yeah, then then you finally get the ship. Um, no, dude, that's that's so good, and uh, and using a Winnebago for Lone Star and mm-hmm. Barf. It's perfect. The, I mean, the Millennium Falcon. They talk about how much of a piece of junk it is. Yep. Uh, and so a Winnebago's perfect. Like that's just kind of perfect. Uh, I'd almost love to see like someone throw the Winnebago spaceship into like the background of a, a sure. big sci-fi epic. Like yeah. if you one of those Last Easter, Jedi, maybe like an Easter egg, and if you look hard enough, you see the Winnebago. Yeah. Well, the Millennium Falcon is in this film at the end of the diner. It's 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 parked. Oh, that's right. In it the is the exterior. They show I that. I forgot yeah. about so that. So it'd be a little uh, tit for tat. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, that'd be that'd be cool. I really don't have a whole lot more to say about. I know this, this is another one of these episodes where it's like, hey, remember how great it was? Yeah, but it really was. It funny. stands up. Yeah. It still stands up. And I thought it timely uh, since we have another Star Wars coming. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned on last week's episode, a new trailer. The Last Jedi trailer. It's, it's dropped. That we have yet to talk about, Joe. Uh, I, I like it. 
I like the trailer, mm-hmm. but there's one thing about, and we talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new trailer, babe? I have not. No. We should do a, a, rea- smell a reaction a rea- video. A, re- a reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My only thing mm-hmm. is the porgs. I, and I'm I heard somebody else say that too. I that. think you're going to learn to love them. I think people are worried they're going to be the Ewoks, but um, we were worried about that with BB 8s. And I wasn't worried about that. Doesn't BB-8. love BB 8s. I, I was a little bit. Were you? I think it was like that second or third trailer where they started to feature him a little bit more. Yeah. And it was clear that he was trying to be, the, or they were he was trying him. This inanimate object was as, trying uh, too hard. Oh, well, no. They, they, were, they, were, they were. Clearly, he was. Uh, uh, comedic he, relief. Yeah. BB-8 uh, has a lighter, and you're like, oh, I get it. You're cute. Exactly. Okay. But you learn to love him first, and then they throw those gags in, yeah. and it's okay. And, and I think uh, I have faith in... Listen, Ryan Johnson has not made a bad movie yet. Okay. Uh, I don't think this is going to be that would his first one. This was his first Exactly. Um, and uh, I, I think... The Porgs are kind of something that the Star Wars universe needs. Uh-huh. It's fresh. It's new to this. You know, for all the people that are complaining that like none of these sequels are original. Oh, Force Awakens was just a rehash of uh, Last Hope. Uh, I'm a new I'm, hope. Oh, sorry. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the new Jedi <laughs> and a Last Hope. Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to learn to love them. Well, I'm still looking forward to it because yeah, oh, there's, fuck yeah, dude. despite the porgs, there's enough going on in this trailer that gets me super fucking excited about what's going on. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, oh, you were going to say something. Oh, no. I did, like, the stuff with Finn that we see alone with Finn and Phasma. Like, See, that part, I was I could kind of take it or leave it. I, I'm excited and for it. Jen and I were watching this. So we, we, I should say uh, I, I paid an extra $25 to temporarily subscribe to ESPN so that I could watch this, even though, like, minutes later they <laughs> it dropped it on. online. But they didn't know. All they said was that, like, later that night they'd be showing it online. And I wasn't going to sit around for two hours waiting for The Last Jedi trailer. Yeah. So I, I plopped down that uh, ESPN money. Wow. Uh, so Disney's double dipping on me, but uh, yeah, yeah, we watched it, and the, afterwards we we're like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" And then, and then upon rewatching it, we we're like, "Yeah, they kind of just threw that in the end, just kind of like, oh, hey, 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 remember he's back too. He gets to do something." But I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 to I, me, that's that's more fascinating between him and Phasma. I, well, just his story. I want to know his story. Me like, I'm too. more excited to know about what's going on with him. And I think the reason why that's just kind of thrown in at the end, mm-hmm. I think it's because it's going to be a really profound thing that's going well, on with Finn, and they don't want to give too much of that away. We but we already, already know, know. We already know that Ray's going to be trying to find her place with the Force, yeah. and she's probably going to go dark side on us. Yeah. And so what happens in the trailer, what they're showing us in the trailer, at least the way it's cut together. Yeah, that's some deceiving editing, I, it I was, think. It's a little deceiving. Um, be- everybody's pointing out what Mark Hamill says, where he's like, "This is not going to happen. This is go the way. You this think. is not going to go the way you think." Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "It kind of plays more like Mark Hamill saying that to the audience Who's than he, he is to anybody to? else." Yeah. Oh, interesting. And like and I think that's that's creative and that's great and that's right up Ryan Johnson's alley mm-hmm. that he's got a character saying, "This is not going to go the way you think," and he's saying it to the audience. Um, I'm also interested in the way that they were cutting together the sequence with Kylo Ren and Leia. Now that now we're talking. Okay, so that was what I was about to ask you because some people were complaining, and in fact, Ryan Johnson even took to Twitter uh, before the trailer came out and said, "You know, if you want to go in completely clean, do not watch this trailer." Yeah. But then he endorsed it at the end, said it's a really good trailer, and yeah. it is. And so watching that trailer, I, I pinpointed that I was like, "Ah, this must be the moment he's talking about." But I think again. They're using a little bit of clever editing, but they're just kind of hinting at the conflict. You know, we've already been alluded to with Luke. He doesn't want to train another Jedi. Rey is still trying to find her place. Uh, Kylo has already killed one parent. 
what's to stop him from killing killing another? So we're going to see that literal face-off. And then, yeah, with uh, um, Ray and Kylo at the end. Yeah. With another little bit of uh, uh, clever editing, I think, because those are clearly two different scenes. Two different locations. Yeah. Yeah, they look like they're in two different places. But she's talking about, I I need somebody to show me my way in this world, which I think in the film we're going to find out she's talking to Luke. Mm -hmm. And then we see Kylo, like, hold his hand out. Like, he's going to... Which, that... I'm sorry. This trailer got me even more psyched about a movie I was already psyched about because yeah. I think he gets it. I think he uh-huh. realized you can't just do what Lucas did and throw a bunch of spaceships and aliens in it and have us care you about it. You have to give us some story. You have to give us a little bit of meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we should totally show you that now that we've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up. Uh, all right. Anything else about Spaceballs? Anything no, sorry for the anything? last Jedi tangent. Spaceballs. But, um, we, uh, you know what? We didn't talk about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh my wife and I my wife. got to go see uh, a movie on, what was it, Monday? We checked yes. out Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. At the Dollar Theater. Yes, Three months after its release. Uh, I liked it a lot, man. Hell yeah, dude. Did you? You, you liked it, I right? thought it was incredible. Yeah. I told Joe I would, Amazing. I would sit here and watch this again right now. Wow. It was, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, good cast. Uh, love the side character. Not mm-hmm. sure about the Mary Jane thing, where they're going with that. Um, the, the Michelle, and then suddenly at the end, it's like, my friends call me MJ. Right, yeah. Like, what? Um, what? A little bit really? too much of a wink and a nod. Yeah. Um, but I, it's fine, they're setting up. But um, I think uh, the, the Tony Stark appearances were just enough for yeah. being overpowering. To keep it, to keep it kind of within that it world. felt a little deus ex machina, though. Like, his ass keeps getting saved. Every time oh, by yeah. Iron Man. Like, how many times does his ass get saved? Twice. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> two out of two times, he saves his ass. What I like that it, it felt like a reverse origin story, because it wasn't an origin story, but we got, like, basically we started with him with all the bells and whistles. I'm so glad they did that. And then, like, stripped down to, like, his just regular, like, sweatpants and, and hoodie and stuff. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, this is... I like the way that they've put this together. Yeah, Spider-Man beta. Yeah, and then that ending, man. That that ending, where where he gets the suit back. That's all I want to say. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else who hasn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But that last bit, that last line of dialogue, is just beautiful. What did you think about? Uh, I mean, we're a few months away from it, and I think most of our listeners who have wanted to see that film have already seen it. Although you just saw it. Yeah. Um, but um, we find out that the the love interest or or the, the character we think is a love interest throughout the film. Um, has a connection, yeah, to the villain. That, that I could say. Having you know what, Sarah's probably a better person to ask about this. Oh, because okay. Because as someone who's read the books, oh, you knew that. No, but I know the mo of Spider Man, mm. and and I had told Sarah this too. I was like, you know, the funny thing about Spider Man is all his greatest villains are kind of on his speed dial. Like they're people he knows yep. or he's connected to in some way. That's right. And like sometimes it gets a little old, <laughs> where it's like. A little too okay, convenient. Yeah, a little too convenient that you're always city personally like connected to these people. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it would be interesting to know your point Were of view. Were you bumped by that, Sarah? I thought that was really I thought that was really interesting and I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. He pulled up for prom. Yeah. And I was like Oh my gosh, I bet I know who's going to answer the door. That was a great reveal. And it happens quickly enough to where, where just by the time I'd figured it out, there he is. And you're like, oh yes, why didn't I see it coming? It but felt it, like a little bit of a of a nod to the first Spider, Spider-Man spider with... Yeah. Um, Tobey Maguire? Yeah, with... Mm-hmm. Um, um, who am I thinking of? With Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe and, and James Franco. And James Franco. I'll just name the entire Where cast. They, <laughs> which is better, because I don't have time to pull Kirsten out Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. <laughs> In that first film, they go for you know Thanksgiving, and it's just after Spider-Man's had a run-in with the green... Goblin. Goblin. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. And... 
and it's this whole you see it doesn't take long before the villain reveals himself and this is a much slower burn where like it actually for a while there he's just being the dad of the girl that's going to prom with this new guy that's right and spider-man could not be any more obvious about like awkward in keeping with his own character but it really takes him a while before he puts two and two together and the whole time you're like you idiot just start acting normal (laughs) you're almost free come on didn't seem too convenient for you though no, I thought it was okay because no. it's it's a I mean it's a superhero movie. Of course, so I thought the performance by Michael Keaton was just dude. Michael I Keaton love him. What a great was, sympathetic villain! Yes, yes, that's what we were exactly. talking about on the way out. I was like, he was a really sympathetic villain. Like even when he killed one of his crew, yeah, it was like I thought this well, was supposed to be the the anti grav gun. Right, it's like no, that one's over there. Mm-hmm. You totally understand just watching the beginning. Like you know what, he didn't have to be this. This wasn't something he set out to be right. evil. It was kind of it was forced on him right. by people up at the top who just aren't paying attention exactly. to what's happening and on it, the ground. And it gives him a great uh, reason to have a grudge yeah. against the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It was strong. And something I didn't realize until um, uh, afterwards, thinking back about how the film starts. Where it's like ten years prior, yeah. where his construction company is losing the bid mm-hmm. uh, to to recreate the what was it the uh, Stark Tower, Stark Tower, yeah, or just to salvage everything. And the, the salvage very job. the very first shot is a little hand drawn, uh, clearly done by a child uh-huh. of, uh, of of all the Avengers. My kid, like, my, my, my kid did this. Does he even say daughter? Maybe nope, he does. My, my kid, and they they never give a proper pronoun. Like, mm. they don't say she or he. Clever. They just say like pretty good, right? Yeah. And it wasn't until I was walking out of the theater, I was like. Oh, she drew that. That's yeah. his child. Uh, I think what tipped me off was when they showed he was in his lair, uh, and there was that footage of Washington and the thing that was going down in the monument, uh, and he was just paying way too much attention to what was going on on TV, and uh, and so that was that that kind of tipped me off. I was like, oh, he keeps talking about his wife and kid. We've never seen them, and we've never seen her father yet. Mm-hmm. I bet that's how this that's where this is going to go. And so when Peter Parker goes up to the door and he opens it, I was like, mm-hmm, Here okay, we are. this this seems about right. But seriously, dude, Michael Keaton just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, and, I love this renaissance in his career. And so mm-hmm. funny to like see these actors reconnected in weird different ways. Like I was telling Sarah that Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tomei did a movie called Only You back in like the nineties, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that Michael Keaton and Marissa Tomei were in the paper together. Yes, uh, oh yeah, yeah, just this this cool thing. My favorite Ron Howard film, by the way. <laughs> I know you've you've mentioned that. Uh, well, Michael to... Keaton just came off of Birdman and his right. character yes. in the movies. What Vulture? Yeah, uh, yeah he's is Vulture he in this one, and cool. the fact so that he's he was Batman, and yeah. it's what started this whole this Avian whole thing. movement of superhero movies. Started in '89 with Michael right. Keaton as Batman. Coming full circle. Yeah, that's it was it was really enjoyable though, man. Tom Holland, delightful. Tom Holland. It, they just keep getting better and better with the people they cast as Spider-Man. Yeah, like Tobey Maguire. I liked. I'm one of the few people that liked him, but then I liked Andrew Garfield more. His stories, the stories for his movies weren't the best, mm-hmm. but they were a little bit better. Uh, but but this Tom Holland kid. He's fantastic. <laughs> People what, are trying to break in. What is happening? Is the, <laughs> the zombie apocalypse going on? Oh, I hope. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, that was uh, that was cool. So back to Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> what did Spaceballs do right? Uh, again, I, I I thought the sense of humor and the uh, it, it was it was naughty, but it was safe, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a good uh, gateway uh, from film for for comedies of that ilk. Yeah. What about you, sir? I think the supporting cast. Mm. I think that mm-hmm. your your big hits, the Rick Moranis, was great. Dude. But I think those the characters that just occupy the rest of the space, they aren't 
throwaway. Everyone is bringing their A game that that is on the the dark side, whatever mm-hmm. that is. But yeah. no, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Dark side of the Schwartz. The uh, I I agree with you completely. I think Rick Moranis was the best thing about this movie. Agreed. Not that like everything else sucked, but just in this brilliant field of stars, mm-hmm. uh, Rick Moranis's shine shone. Shined, shown the brightest. Shound, I believe. Shound, yeah. Uh, Rick, <laughs> Rick Moranis was a force of nature in this movie. He was so great, and it's a joy to watch him. And like you said, it's it makes you miss him, yeah. you know. And then when you find out what like his story is, where he's gone, I respect it. It's like okay, good on you, man. Yeah. Like that's really cool. You know, I'm th- thinking about that. We often make fun of actors or actresses sometimes on this film, mm-hmm. oh, on this film, on this podcast. Yeah, we're like, oh, where are they now? They probably can't get any work. But it's commendable for someone to be like, oh no, like uh, the aforementioned Sean Young. Yeah. No, she had a career, and now and she's doing something she, different. Then she got drunk at uh, the Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press dinner, and we'll, 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 uh, we'll nobody wants to hire her anymore. We'll forget about that part, but uh, I mean, still, uh, it's yeah. nice that she went on and did something else. Yeah, and Rick Moranis, you know, his 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 wife passed away, and he just yeah. decided, you know what? I'm going to take care of my kids. I'm going to take care of my kids and take care of my family. I'm good. It's like, good for you, man. Yeah. Um, Miss him, though. What did, Rest in peace. What did Spaceballs do wrong? Um, again, too much Millbrook for me. Uh, Brook Brooks Brooks Mel's Brook. Um, it's like Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Mel's Brook. Uh, too much Mel Brooks <laughs> for me. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to wait. <laughs> um, one pick a, pick a character, and for me, do yogurt. I think it was nice to have in that little cameos yogurt. We didn't need that. I didn't need that character of President Scrooge. Um, yeah. and like you said, I would have much rather had uh, Burt Reynolds. It it did the President Scrooge character did kind of add. An unnecessary layer. Yeah, like you could have given all of his dialogue and every all to of dark his business to Dark Helmet. Exactly, he was already the uh, the the buffoon, as you said before. I think though that they did that ultimately to to make somebody else like kind of the shyster. That Dark Helmet wasn't going to be the shyster. He was kind of a buffoon, but he wasn't like the dude that you were really like, oh, what a what a dickhead. Yeah, he wasn't calling the shots. Yeah, he was just uh, enacting we, the plan. What do you think, Sarah? What, what did the movie do wrong? I think for me, as, well, there's a couple things. As a kid, I thought probably the the good guys, the protagonists, I didn't really connect with. I didn't like them very much. Mm-hmm. I didn't. They're kind of like like dirty good guys where you just eh, I'm not really coming along with you. I don't get it. I don't understand. The jokes is like a nine-year-old kid. I'm not sure why I'm supposed to like you because uh-huh. you're just sort of jerks. Yeah. Um, but as an adult, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, probably the same thing. Actually, yeah. I take that back. I think probably <laughs> I'm the, still the, not the quite connecting with them as much. Uh-huh. I I like I like Rick Moranis and his crew a lot better. <laughs> yeah. They make the film oh, sure. so enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Um, what I think this movie did wrong is there's a point where Mel Brooks kind of like it moves along at a great clip, but then there's a point in the movie where Mel Brooks kind of just loses his his sense of timing and pacing. Mm. Uh, and like I said, it's around that time where they had to rescue Dot and Princess Vespa. Like it just it, there's really very little that happens in that sequence that I find hilarious, except for the very end. Uh, you know, you've got the whole bit where she's singing "Nobody." Yeah. You know? I, I, that never makes me laugh. Like uh, I'm like, okay, I love that like, part. I did like, too. That's one of my favorites. She's a bass. Uh, and then there's the uh, what about the stunt doubles? The stunt doubles is the and that's the part that's what that you're talking I about. Love that yeah, part. Yeah, it is fun. That's nice. I love it because it's what's his name? Needle Nose Ned. Yeah, from uh, from Groundhog Day. Yes, and he's like Stephen He's talking and he's just kind of doing his thing, and then he finally looks at everybody and he's like, "You idiots! Yeah, these are their stunt doubles." And I like that. I like that bit. It didn't break the fourth wall too much. Right. They did um, have that, the VHS scene. Yeah. 
Um, uh, even the point where they go through, like, they they basically recap all the exposition, and I love it. Rick Moranis looks at the camera and goes, everybody, <laughs> everybody got, got that? that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, that sequence where they're saving them from the prison, because it's just... It's it's kind of useless. Like at no point does Dark Helmet ever. He's not even there. Mm-hmm. He's captured her. Yet he drops her off somewhere else. Uh, they have the whole bit about like I'm going to give her her nose or whatever. Oh, her right, old her nose. Old nose like that's funny. But then like suddenly they just store her somewhere where nobody else is. Uh, and that to me just doesn't it doesn't play right. Once we get to that point, I kind of check out for a good five six minutes. Yeah, and then I'm back. Um, if we were going to remake Spaceballs, oh, boy, how would we do that? Well, I have a cast. Cast from another film that I've uh, used and supplanted into this one. You I have, said you were proud of yours. I have a theme that Ooh. I'm super proud of. And uh, Sarah, Sarah, you're, you're just gonna gonna sit on the sidelines for this one, right? Okay, I'm just gonna cheer you both on. Well, then you know Yay. what? You're gonna be the judge because oh. for the first time ever, well, that's not fair. I'm gonna for the, no. We know who she's gonna pick, dude. Her new bow, her you new have, hubby. You have no idea. <laughs> Look at those dope how eyes. objective she can be. Oh yeah. Uh, oh good. She's, she doesn't just side with me because I'm the hubby. Okay. okay. Challenge accepted. So I'm going to throw this down really right hard. now. All right. I'm going to throw this down that so my sexy. recasting mm-hmm. is going to be better than yours. <gasps> All right. Wow. Well, th- we're playing for the Eddie Award then. Boom. The 2018 Eddie Award for, for the best. This is probably recast. going to be best recast ensemble. Wow. I'm calling my shot right now. I'm well, like then Babe let me get mine out of the way right now. Are you sure? So that when your lackluster recast gets announced, it'll pale and. Comparison Go ahead. To my recasting of the cast of Superbad. That's for, pretty good. Uh, for, uh, and, and if you don't recall that film from, uh, what, about 10 years ago or so? Hey! This is uh, when Seth Rogen uh, and uh, <laughs> Jonah Hill were still still young and still coming on the scene. Yeah. So mm, let me take it all d- over the scene. Hit by hit. So President Scrooge. Uh, I'm going to do Joe, Lo, Joe Latrulio, if you know that guy. <laughs> yes. He he had a bit part in uh, Superbad. <laughs> That'd be funny. He was a guy in the uh, That would be lot. funny. He's in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Also, what's the camping movie? American, Wet Hot American Wet Summer? Wet Hot American Summer. He's in Role Models. Wet Hot American Summer episode from a couple years ago. Jingle Jangle. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me what you got. Give me what you got. Rub-a-dub-dub. <laughs> the guy from, with the high voice? From Role Models. You no, know? I'm talking about Role Models, though. Oh, I'm he... thinking of I Love You, Man. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. my bad. Wait, uh-huh. role models. Who is it? Yeah, he oh was, fuck! Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, he's Apollo so has lifted his skirt. <laughs> he is so great. So he's my president, Scrooge. Colonel Sanders. How about Michael Sarah? Scott That's Pilgrim good. himself. Yogurts. Going to do Jonah Hill in that role. That's pretty good. As yogurts. Yeah. Dark helmet. Christopher Mintz Plass. Nice. Got the glasses. Got the speech he, impediment. He would be a really good right? dark helmet. Isn't man. that good? Is it just his manic energy? Yes. Ludicrous speed. Uh, <laughs> Princess Vespa. I went with Emma Stone, oh. of course, from Superbad. Uh, and then Barf, Seth Rogen. That's Seth Rogen is Barf. And finally, yeah. Lone Star. Um, remember, Seth Rogen was a cop, and his buddy cop was Bill Hader. Bill Hader, Bill Hader will play the role of Lone Star. God, Bill Hader so, so good. there you go. Cast of Superbad. Who's directing it? Beat that, Joe. Who's directing it? Whoever directed Superbad. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Cut this part out, Jeff. <laughs> Greg Matola. <laughs> Greg Matola. Who also did Adventureland. Oh. Hey. And Paul in Keeping Up with the Joneses. All over the world. All right. Smackdown. All right. Get so it on. I went with mm. the cast of Superbad. No, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, tell me if you uh, recognize any of these names. Oh, and um, by the end of this, I'll be prepared to accept your, man, you did better than I did. <laughs> um, let's start with... I'm going to go from actually from the top down. Mm. Lone Star, mm. played by Adam Scott. 
Mm. Princess Vespa, oh, no. played by Aubrey Plaza. Oh, no. Joe, Barf, played Joe. by Chris Pratt. Are you Damn. kidding me? Dot Matrix, Rashida Jones. Holy shit. Dark Helmet, played by Aziz Ansari. Yes. Colonel Sanders, Jim O'Hare, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, President Scrooge, Rob Lowe. <laughs> Yogurt, nice. played by Nick Offerman. Yes. And directed by Amy Poehler. The cast of Parks and Rec. Yes. Joe, Jenna. Recast that exact same Did cast. She? Did she really? She's not here to prove it, but I swear to God, you ask her, she's going to be listening to this, pulling her hair out. So you guys tie for the best <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. I think maybe she had a couple of different ones. I think she had Amy Poehler as the Dot Matrix. I almost went that way, but I needed a director. And I think she did Aziz Ansari as Yogurt, um, and Nick Offerman was uh, Barf. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I thought I'd go against type on a couple of those. Yeah, I think no. Chris Pratt needs to play a secondary character. Right, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she had him as Lone Star. Yeah, obviously. so there but, we go. Uh, nicely done. Yes, well, Parks and Rec. <laughs> well, you will have to wait until the end of the year when we let our listeners vote for the Eddie Awards. Wait, to Sarah, out which one did you like better? Actually was. You've met me. You know I'm going to go Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah, all right. Whatever. Well, Listen. I haven't seen Superbad, Listen. so oh, most okay. of the names that Maybe. Joel said, if I'm not at home <laughs> looking on my computer. Look, don't be a sore loser. It's, uh, it doesn't count. Just please drive us back home. Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck finding your way out <laughs> of downtown Dallas. Uh, all you right. can walk home, bitches. Guys, if, <laughs> if you've got any thoughts about how you would recast Spaceballs or thoughts about Spaceballs, uh, if you somehow disagree with us that this isn't a fantastic film, uh, we want to hear about it. Yeah. Let us know what your opinions are. Go to Facebook uh, in the search function. Uh, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Mm. Click on that. That's where you could talk back to us. Uh, also, if you have any ideas for movies you'd like for us to watch in the future, put those there as well. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's editingbay.com. When you go there, bookmark it, please, so you'll always have it at your fingertips. You're going to see uh, links to our social media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow us there. Joe, we finally broke 300 Twitter followers. That's awesome. This time last year, we only had 100, so we're uh, growing leaps and bounds. So we've thanks got, to you all for uh, like following us. 3,000, over 3,000 listeners 3,200 uh, plus yeah. as of uh, the end of October, yeah. which is, all, again, almost double from last year uh and this all on uh, the eve eve of our 200th episode which is not next week but the following week so oh, wow. tune in in a couple of weeks to our 200th episode we'll have a couple of special announcements that's do fun. something special for that um but uh again go to editingbay.com bookmark that um you can see pictures of us you can see you can buy some swag in the form of a t-shirt uh, and also you can listen to our archive of all of our past almost 200 episodes at editingbay.com. Hey, and leave us a rating and review on the podcasting app on your Apple device. Uh, and if you have an Android and you're wondering, how do I get your show on the Android? I don't know. How am I listening to your show right now? Uh, on your Android, you could get the uh, Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps and subscribe to us through iTunes using those. What are we going to do next week, Joel? Well, Joe, uh, next week is is our Halloween episode. Mm -hmm. Last weekend, uh, or last week before uh, October ends. We yeah. Usually we do a month of uh, Halloween movies, but uh, this year we have yet to do one, I believe. Yeah, we haven't done one. Done a lot of video game movies. Yeah, we have. Um, so, uh, do you have one in mind? Because I have I do. a couple. Ooh, then I think uh, we'll go with yours. Or maybe should we both put it out there and let Sarah decide? <laughs> let's put it out there and let Sarah decide. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll just go with yours. No, no, no. I think let's, let's put it out there and let Sarah because decide. Because this one was my that's... choice. No. So it's I think me well, no, this is Give one me that the we, power. We, Give let's, me the power. You have the power. Uh, all right, so this doesn't exactly fall under the category of cheesy or like bad or anything like that. It's I just fine. it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's timely for Halloween, yeah. Uh, and I think it's worth us discussing 
and I think people would love to hear some thoughts about it. Can't wait. I'm talking about Cabin in the Woods. Dude, look. Look at my list. That's Holy it. shit. That was my Halloween top. film. So we both win. Guys, that's tough. I don't know what I'm going to choose. <laughs> you, the choice must be made. You Make your what? choice. I went with Joe's recasting, so I'm going to go with Joel's movie. Oh, yes. man. Suck it, bitches. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't believe that. Yeah, that's Did really you weird. know? Did I no, mention I had, this No, I had no idea. Wow, no. our minds were both uh, yeah. in the same Your place. mind to my mind. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Uh, we just watched this, Jen and I. Oh, I had mentioned that to you. Is Did that you? where you get it, get it from? Maybe subliminally, like the worm from uh, Star Trek: Wrath of Khan. Your mind, I got to my ear. mind. Um, yeah, yeah. I she did. had I just watched that. it for the first time. We revisited it, or I revisited it, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's a great one to talk about. Have you ever seen it? I've not. Do you think? Do you think you could handle this movie? Beyonce, I kind of, I kind of, I don't think she can handle it. I think we should do a group viewing and get Jenna on the podcast. Get Sarah back on here. Sounds great. Jenna has seen it because Jenna and I both fall kind of in the same like tolerance level. She loved it. All right, then I feel good about this. Okay, (laughs) Okay. I trust your wife. Watch Cabin in the Woods. Join us next week. Join us as we talk about Cabin in the Woods. Is that on any streaming services? Uh, I think it is on Netflix. You know, it it comes in and out of Netflix. Uh, I think as of when we watched it a couple of weeks ago, it was not on. uh, But uh, but pay for this film. Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Joss Whedon as producer. I think I don't know if he wrote it or not. He wrote it, yeah. 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 Um, and it certainly feels like a Joss Whedon it's, film. Uh, it's got Thor. <laughs> it does. Chris Thor's Hemsworth. in this movie. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth's in it. Um, uh, who so else? That's Bradley, Bradley Whitford. Whitford. Uh, the guy that was in the... Yeah. Oscar winner. Uh, Jenkins. Jenkins. Something Mike... Steven Jenkins. Jenkins. I don't even think his name's Steven. I think it is the, Steven Jenkins. Is it? Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. There you go. Wait. <laughs> no, that's the... No, Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're friends with, uh, what's his? Uh, yeah, Ryan Jenkins. Ryan Jenkins. <laughs> so there's Richard Jenkins. Uh, yeah. Where, where so it's Stephen from? Really fantastic movie. So awesome. Check that out. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll meet you here next week for that. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much Yay. for joining us. Thank you for and having congratulations me. Thank again. you for marrying Yay. me. Aww. <laughs> Joel, thank you for marrying me. Yeah, I have virtually through this podcast. I know, right? We're married. Spent so much time together. Connected to the hip. Uh, guys, <laughs> listeners, thank you for marrying me. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Oh, Jeff, thanks for marrying me. Uh, uh, I, I do. Thank you so much. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Guys, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.